Today's show is brought to you by Casper. Get $50 towards any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com forward slash SOP and using the promo code SOP. It's also brought to you by Audible. Please visit audiblepodcast.com forward slash SOP for your free audiobook download. That's SOP as in Serially Obsessed Podcast. And we're back with another episode of Serially Obsessed. I'm Daisy Rosario. I'm Dipti Sarawa. I'm Layla Carrillo. And we are here to talk about, well, cereal. But before we get started, I want to make one thing very, very clear. The Serially Obsessed Podcast is not produced, affiliated with, endorsed, or sponsored by the Serial Podcast as much as we love to talk about them. Additionally, the views, the comments, and opinions expressed on the Serially Obsessed Podcast do not necessarily reflect the views of the producers of Serial, and I don't know why they would, because we don't actually know those people. We are people who like to talk about Serial amongst ourselves, and some of you are kind enough to listen to us do that. So, And now we're talking guys, about Undisclosed. So, And now we're talking about Undisclosed, and we're talking about the news and whatever else comes up. How are you guys doing? Great. Good. Yeah. I'm on West Coast time, you guys. It's crazy. If you are one of our listeners, an experiment is underway. Layla has left us for the chill vibes of the West Coast. That's right. Where I yeah. am now. But the show so continues. Are... The show continues. Yeah, we're we're continuing and uh let's see how this goes. <laughs> yeah, instead of recording in Dip's kitchen, I'm in my kitchen. Dip is in her kitchen. And, and I'm in a random her... bedroom that someone let me borrow random bedroom. <laughs> hey, it's Daisy. And before we continue, I just want to mention Audible. You know, Audible is in the internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment information and educational programming. You can download from Audible and play back on your computer or on your phone or on your MP3 player, like whatever you use to listen to our podcast, for example, you can use to listen to stuff from Audible. Now, if you listen to our podcast, which you must because you are right now, you probably like having people talk in your ear. And that doesn't have to only be podcasts. It could be audiobooks as well. Personally, I'm a huge fan of them, especially if I'm going on a long trip or, you know, a long drive. I've had a lot of flights lately and it's been great to listen to audiobooks. So you can listen wherever and whenever you like, just like right now. They have over a thousand science and technology titles, over 1100 science fiction and fantasy titles. They have over 150,000 titles to choose from in every genre. They've got you covered. You can get a free audiobook download when you go and sign up for a free trial today. And you should go do that by going to www.audiblepodcast.com forward slash SOP. That's www.audiblepodcast.com forward slash SOP as in Serially Obsessed Podcast. And then you can get your free audiobook and you can check it out. Now, this offer is only good to those in the US and Canada, but I really, really recommend that you guys check it out. Because here's the thing, I love podcasts. I make one, I make radio, but like sometimes you just want somebody to read you a good book. And this is such a great way to access that. I have a personal recommendation. I just finished listening to the book Americana. If you haven't checked out this book, it's amazing. It's won all kinds of awards. It's by Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie. You should totally check this book out. It's like a beautiful love story with so much social commentary on the United States and like race relations, but it's funny and it's sad. And it's like, oh my God, as I was listening, I kept like laughing and crying. So definitely check them out and you can use our URL to do it, to give you the free trial book. That's, hey, it's just my recommendation. Go to www.audiblepodcast.com forward slash SOP to sign up for a free trial and get your free audiobook. Totally recommend Americana. All right, let's get back to it. Um, 
yeah so if you again i mean i just i don't understand how you have made it this far without knowing this but if you're not sure why the three of us talk about cereal it is because we have three particular interests that seem to make sense to us about wanting to talk about such a show i'm a public radio producer that is my full-time job so i like to think about the show and the scripting and the pace and the storytelling um, this is Dipti, and I uh, used to be a criminal prosecutor in Brooklyn, and I like to think about crime and the law. And I'm Layla, and I love all things media, and I love to critique all things media. Um, I love it as much as I hate it, and so I'm here to shed my opinions on things. <laughs> and one of the things that we've been talking about a lot since Serial has ended is Undisclosed which is, you know, the podcast that basically breaks down everything that ever went wrong in yeah. every part of yeah. the case against Adnan Syed and apparently in Serial and like ever in and, the lives of yeah, and pe- other many people involved. Too. Yeah, and yeah. other cases too. So what are you guys thinking about more recent episodes of Undisclosed? We've learned a lot about other cases. <laughs> We've learned a lot about, I, I feel like I've learned a lot about myself and that is that I don't think I could ever be a lawyer because this is a lot of information that maybe I have a brain like a tiny millennial and I, uh, my <laughs> attention span is short and I can't, I want to, I, I want to ingest all of it, but I, I simply cannot. My brain is too small. But here's a real question. I mean, real, real legit question. And I mean this, Layla, like, are you a millennial? No. Right. I don't think I'm a millennial either. I'm not a millennial. Right? I mean, I feel like it depends. Am, I cu- am I like We're cusps. Cusp? Like millennial. You guys you guys are cusps. cusps. I cusps. I've I've seen so many definitions of millennial and Gen X. I am I always thought that I was not Gen X, but apparently I'm totally Gen X. Although I don't really believe that, but uh, you're like I am at the like, end of it though. You're 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 reality bites and we are Empire Records. I'm high school reality <laughs> bites. I'm high school reality bites. Okay. Not like college and early 20s reality bites. Right. So you're like watching reality bites and thinking that's how it's going to be. Correct. Not watching it thinking this is exactly how it is. Oh, exactly. Okay. Like, okay. You've, you got it. You nailed that. Yeah. <laughs> my so-called life. Claire Danes was my contemporary. Oh, right. Man, contemporary. Maybe a little younger. Maybe a little younger. Man. Angela Chase. I'm sorry, not Claire Danes. Yeah. I mean, Claire Danes is none of our contemporary. She's Ugh. just a woman unto herself. I don't want to go on about Claire Danes. I'll get too angry. <laughs> oh, angry. Hmm. Angry. That might be interesting to mm-hmm. explore. Well, I just think that she's no fun. She's a great actor. Uh, Ooh. She's fantastic in Homeland, Ugh. I think. Disagree. Even though I disagree. I, Never seen I, it. I qu- I quit Homeland after probably like two seasons because yeah. I was like, ugh, enough. Yeah. But I'm Mandy telling Patinkin you. is the only reason for that show to even be relevant. Oh, uh, I love Mandy Patinkin. Yes, I want Mandy Patinkin to like, yeah, I just want Mandy Patinkin to keep going. I want Mandy Patinkin to always be there. Hey. I think he will. The best thing that I ever saw, I'm not a fan of Anne Hathaway, but when she did the parody on Saturday Night Live, the Homeland parody, please tell me you saw that. No. Mm-mm. I gotta admit, I really don't watch Saturday Night Live. Yeah, I think we've gone through this before well, where you've asked us if we've watched things on SNL and the two of us have been like, no. No, 
You guys, I'm not sitting around at home every Saturday night you're watching not, it live. Like, I've got maybe a DVR. You're watching it on Hulu. Yeah, maybe you're watching I'm it the watching next day it, on Hulu. I'm watching the clips that go viral. You don't watch the Listen, viral. You don't clips. have to justify your yeah, TV like, watching if, to us. If you want to watch it. sketch comedy when it's deemed popular and oh, spreads God. around the internet on fire, <laughs> it's cool. Anyways, <laughs> Anne Hathaway did a fantastic parody of how Claire Dane's character is on the show, and it was it gave me some respect, like a lot of respect for Anne Hathaway for the five minutes that that's long that that sketch was. Guys, can I just <laughs> confirm that it has been maybe four minutes since we started, and we are we have already deviated from talking already. about closed. <laughs> Let you know what I think that we should just preface this with: we have a lot of things on our mind, and it's not all going to be about Adnan. So if you yeah. if you're going to freak out that we're not talking about Adnan the whole time, then maybe you should. This isn't for you. Yeah, maybe I feel like this. Whoa, shots fired. Yeah. This I just don't want you to get little, mad. It's true. I feel like no, this episode think... is the episode where I think we all come to terms with we're like, oof, this was a, was a lot of bone broth to drink. <laughs> and uh, we're, we're laughing so hard at bone broth because, you know, it's so popular right now. Um, in California. It's, Cal- it's popular in California. I feel like it's it'll probably make its way. It'll make its I way mean, to Brooklyn. Daisy was but talking about being some, there's some broth restaurants. So. I, was like, I saw a whole broth place. Everything was like at least 10 or $11 for some broth. Yeah. Um, no, but here's the thing. And I mean, we talked about this a little bit. It's like our show is about cereal. And then the first season of cereal ended. And right now we're waiting for the second season. And, and I do actually want to talk about that a bit more, but I want to finish this thought first, but like undisclosed came out. And of course they're still following that case. And, I think it was super interesting, especially like the idea that like the people involved in that would be doing it because Rabia and her reaching out to Sarah Koenig is how the whole first season story behind Serial even came to play. But yeah, it's like it's this weird spot right now where like we are a show that's actually about Serial and not just about like the case that they were talking about. And so like... That's been over for a while. You've got some other shows talking about it. I love that there are so many amazing fans of Serial who also listen to us and like still interact with us and and everything. But, you know, as season two of Serial goes on, like we're going to talk about whatever case that is. And that's not going to be about Adnan. Like, you know, that's just a fact. So, you know, who knows what we'll be talking about in a few months, what they'll actually be covering, because obviously there's been some speculation. Exactly. Um, But, yeah, I mean, there's going to be some whole other like news story in case that we get into right and it seems like the folks that Un- undisclosed are also going to be doing the same thing um they one of the episodes is a call to action for folks to send in cases where they think uh, uh there's been like a wrongful conviction mm. so that's great did undisclosed just fill my brain with too much information yes uh, but also they've done a great great job about calling every little piece of information so much so that they're like so dedicated so I mean if there is someone out there who has been wrongly convicted definitely send it to those guys they're gonna yeah. they're gonna crack <laughs> they're that gonna nut look, five they're ways gonna to open every you know? door yeah. and open every window and yeah. check in every garbage can climb and every mountain and you know? <laughs> climb every yeah. mountain cross every was, river I was telling Leela the other day I got scammed 
on Craigslist. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Explain. So I go see a lot of bands and was really That's so Gen X of you, by the way. It is. Yeah. <laughs> totally cool. Anyways, I still go see a lot of bands, even in my advanced age. And <laughs> <laughs> like you just like and, wheel into the venue with your yeah, like rascal yeah. scooter. With my band uniforms. And anyways, I was going to see this band, Tame Impala, for like the 89th time. Mm. But every time is special. Not really 89th. It was going to be like my fourth time. And and I was really excited because I love them so much. And I never get scammed because I'm so smart about how I get my tickets if I get them other than through Ticketfly, Ticketweb, Ticketmaster. And... I got swindled. What? And I was really sad. I got to the venue and the guy's like, those are fake. And so uh. I ended up just watching the Cubs game and they won and now they're in the playoffs. Yay. But anyways, <laughs> I was telling Layla, I want Robbie on the case. Yep. <laughs> we want those <laughs> like, close kids on that case. Yeah. Find who that, that guy. scammer is. Dipti has and a case like, for undisclosed to look into. <laughs> I have a case for you. Robbie is Susan and Colin, and it is to get this guy. The case of the Tame Impala ticket swindle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I so have I'm like I have a parking ticket. If they would like to take care of that as well, that would be great. <laughs> hey, Daisy here, and I just want to take a moment to acknowledge one of our sponsors, and that would be Casper. If you're not familiar, they are the company that gives you an obsessively engineered mattress at a shockingly fair price. They're combining latex foam and memory foam to make a mattress that is so comfortable and it's going to give you such a great night's sleep that you're going to have a much better day afterwards. These mattresses have just the right sink. They've got just the right bounce. I mean, it's really, really comfortable. I know from experience. They've got a risk-free trial and return policy, which is amazing. You don't have to go to some store and like try it out and lay awkwardly in your work clothes that you would never sleep in anyway. You get to actually try it at home for a hundred nights. And if you don't love it, they will come get it. So they're going to deliver it to you for free. And if you don't love it, they're going to come get it from you for free. It's really awesome. The mattresses are also made in America. So if you are like, what's going on with the economy? Like if you buy a mattress from them, you know that they're also creating jobs in the U.S., which is pretty cool. And the prices are super low. It starts at 500 for a twin mattress, which is like amazing. But also the mattresses go as high as 950 That's right. Even the King mattresses, nothing is more expensive than $950, which is pretty astounding. So let me give you the details on how you can get through with a deal today, okay? Because we've got a special deal directly for our own Serially Obsessed podcast listeners. Now you can get $50 towards any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com forward slash SOP. And then you use the promo code SOP. So both times it's SOP, just like Serially Obsessed podcast. Again, that's $50 off any mattress purchase, any mattress purchase at all. And all you have to do is go to casper.com forward slash SOP. And then when you get there, you're also going to use the promo code SOP. These mattresses are incredibly comfortable. I honestly can't recommend it enough. It's really, really great. So hopefully you'll check that out. And thanks for listening. Um, just to highlight some things, there's there's been so many episodes and so many interesting things that they've uncovered. And it's pretty much just like, wow, everything is was done horribly and terribly. A couple things I want to say is, one, it was really nice to hear Goots' oh, voice again. Oh, Goots showed up. Goots showed up, and it was wonderful. <laughs> She's so just, it's nails on a chalkboard that's become like violins to me or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, 
also uh, the, the the most recent episode where they talked to the prisoners was very, very interesting. And mm. I loved it. They just sat around and talked to prisoners in this pretty progressive uh, prison in Ohio. And these prisoners had listened to both Serial and Undisclosed. And what kind of the highlights were was just that they were very well-spoken. And they're very open and honest, being like, I might have had some prejudice that I wouldn't have expected prisoners to be so well-spoken and articulate in their ideas and thoughts. And, oh, it's just very human of them to admit that. And then they talked to them and had their opinions and thoughts on how detectives just make up stories to fit the narrative and or maybe not make it up but just go to all ends of the earth to to just fit like you know a what would you call it a square in a circle square in a circle a square peg in a round hole is that what you're getting at that's right yes that's what i'm getting at (laughs) anyways um so they, they will they will just go to all lands and they've talked to other prisoners where that kind of thing has happened. And it was just a really nice discussion. And I thought they asked good questions and I thought the answers were very thoughtful. And um, yeah, it was really interesting. And yeah. I really liked that. And all the other stuff that they brought up in the other episodes was it was dense. It was good. Um, I mean, I don't know that I needed to hear all of it. But, uh, you know, I, I'm yeah. convinced that those detect like McGillivary is a shady mofo. Right. <laughs> and so is Ritz. And God, I hope they get their. Yeah, that particular episode was was one of the ones that I was listening to. Whatever. But yeah, I mean, that episode again, like, oh, man, I'm just close. Like the Italian grandmother of information just. It's like, don't stop eating. Wow. Just keep eating. Like you're, I'm like, oh, I get it. I'm done. I'm all good. Like, Thanks. No. And it's like, you no, don't look like you're finished. Some, yeah. It's like, I worked so hard on this. And all of a sudden, like a bowl of tiramisu shows up and you're like, I can't. But like, no, is. you got to do it. But you got to. Really you're, you're full. You're I'm full. You're saying you're full. But I slaved all day. And they, you know what? And the truth is they have slaved all day. They have. They've slaved There's no all way you day. have that much work. Like, And they have, There's yeah. so much work. Yeah, it's so much work what they've done. So I will say, though, uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't fully shock me that prosecutors like Yurik and the detectives, that they go to all ends of the earth to try to prove their story because – their promotions and their record and politics and all of that, it's all riding on like every huge homicide case like this. So it's not beyond human comprehension to me that they acted in the manner that they did given the pressures that they were under. I am not excusing them and it's absolutely horrible, but I think it'd be a bit naive to think that it's shocking beyond the imagination. It sucks. It's terrible, but the fact that it's so rampant, I mean, I don't know. Are you ever going to overhaul the justice system and do prison reform in this country? Some, right. I hope people keep doing it. Oh, another really good point they made in the last episode after they talked to the prisoners because they couldn't get all of the all of the audio approved by the prison to be broadcast. Of course, yeah. But um, they've, they, 
they just raised the notion that in this day and age, especially in the last few years, there's been a, a huge increase in the number of post-conviction investigations that have gone on. And one theory that they surmised was that um, part of that, part of the thing that helps with that is social media and technology and it's just new media in general. And that, I mean, just think about Adnan's case, obviously, for example, um, with all that information out there, more people are now hearing about injustices more so than like 10, 15 years ago. Right. So, so more of these cases can be brought to light. And if certain ones get, quote, famous or whatever, like Adnan's, maybe you will raise the funds to get a great defense team and to get, Jesus, like the undisclosed level of work that was done to just right. blow it apart. It's just unfortunate that not everybody gets that. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, like the family, the loved ones, right, of somebody who maybe was wrongfully convicted, like who were they approaching before? They'd maybe keep going back to the local newspaper right. and they'd be writing to different reporters in different places and you're just going to keep hitting the same dead ends and now you have social media and you have all these different ways to like get people interested in the story or the issue and also to align with other people that are having the same problem. Yeah. Yeah. So you're not just like stuck knowing only people locally it's exactly. so easy to coordinate with other people and find out about resources so it doesn't surprise me that you'd end up with more of that going on right and especially like different people with different sets of expertise or maybe that might have the time to actually like get into the nuts and bolts of it i mean specifically like you're you know, talking to susan's schedule because i don't i mean right yeah kind of i mean I don't just the fact that she it. like i have no idea but the fact that she took all that time to really like suss out because it is so the thorough. cell phone stuff. Yeah. To, yeah. So just to find somebody that's got the time and is willing to put in the effort to, or well, even I mean, has that expertise you to have put a loved one together. that's been wrongfully convicted and it's the age of fax machines. I mean, how long is it taking to reach people? It's right. like, right. like the amount that's of information true. sharing that can happen now so instantaneously is like, it's amazing. And, and it and is also, so different crowdsourcing helps investigations. I right. mean, that could, that has, ha, could have be It's like good be and bad. Sword. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Too much information and stuff. But, um, and now, I mean, I think that the justice system has been under fire for decades, like, you know, for a very long time, but right now the climate, you know, they're just, it's under attack. Not enough because bad things keep happening and there's crooked cops everywhere and et cetera, et cetera. But, um, I think that there's more interest in bringing out these wrongful convictions. You know, you're he I read about it in headlines more often. And so I think that there's a good momentum being built where more are being looked at mm -hmm. because of social media and just the escalation of all these things being talked about. I also think it's like, like serial obviously was this like juggernaut and, managed to bring so much like attention to this case and all but having like kind of the diversity of the characters involved is like not something that I think you would have seen right. as like as accepted so readily as it was more recently or you know like I don't know there's just all this conventional wisdom in like I've interviewed a lot of people who are people who are trying to get things published or stories told and they always get told the same things by them and they're like like they need to have a white main character oh. or oh, they can't God. exist. Like, you know, they're wow. told like, oh, we really love your story. But like, 
I don't relate to your main character because he's not white, basically. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, really, none of the main characters are, of Serial are, are white. Not white, yeah. In terms of race, obviously, we talked a lot more about that stuff in terms of like uh, Adnan being Muslim and the way his family may have been treated and maybe Jay being a young black man who was selling drugs, albeit like weed and not anything like overly serious, but like the way he would react to the police and everything. And it's radio as well or audio, if you will. So like we're not seeing them visually, but like it would have been hard if that was like a video story or something for them to get it out there. It just would have been. That's just like, yeah, that's just like the reality. Um, but I'm just curious about what they're going to do next, which is what is like all over right. the news lately. Yeah. Well, I, I, I would like to segue into what I think is weird about what they're doing next, which is the TV show about serial. I didn't okay I didn't really see that news but like a couple people said that to me but I missed that part somehow so they're gonna do a a documentary like a tv series documentary right like a behind the scenes sort of thing of like what it takes to put yeah like what it takes to put serial together serial or what like what they're they're gonna explore I think very specifically just how crazy this first season of serial became in everyone's world it's it's just gonna i it's i don't think it's gonna focus necessarily just on adnan but just the phenomenon of what happened last fall oh that somehow is even weirder than the little thing that i thought it would be well you know what i think it's super weird because sarah koenig is all i just want to be alone in my basement and have no expectations on me and leave me alone and let me just do my work and it's like but you're gonna do a documentary on yourself i don't know sorry but it's not that she wants to do it it's that it's that some i mean well she's allowing it but it's not that she's the main person in syria right but what i'm saying is that it's not like she pitched that as an idea at least that was she my understanding. To it. She agreed to it, but she didn't. It wasn't that she pitched it in her defense. Well, we don't know who pitched it, but I'm not saying she. Well, pitched I mean, it. the offices of This American Life and and by extension, then Serial, um, are in New York City because they moved to New York City to make the This American Life television show, and then they decided that it was like way too much work, so they went back right. to being just a radio show. So I feel like maybe they're like, no, we have this like ready unit i know one of the producers on the show is someone who had originally worked with them on the tv show um so i'm wondering if maybe they're just kind of like hey we did kind of like doing that it just didn't make sense for our weekly show but now that we're doing a show that is a a show that has seasons right like we can do some kind of video thing with it i mean that makes sense to me it just always it's like i don't know it's funny well actually since Dipti likes to talk about SNL sketches, um, <laughs> since Dipti loves to talk about SNL sketches, you know, they did a serial sketch and I remember watching it and I was like, I don't enjoy this at all. And part of what I realized I didn't like about it was just like, I don't want to see anything. Like I like it being an audio show. Right. And even just having it be a video sketch made it automatically less interesting. Oh, yeah. interesting. So I thought it was hilarious. But, I like couldn't uh, watch it. I was like, no, I loved it. I thought it was great. Sorry. You love so I didn't read sketches. I didn't read that article about the show, but so my understanding is that it was literally just going to be a behind the scenes thing. So it wouldn't even be mm. like video supplements to the episodes of the show or anything. That it would right. just straight up be like, 
here's Sarah like making a phone call to this person that she, you know, like <laughs> here's this, Sarah in her basement. Right. Like here's Sarah like yeah. mulling over some documents in order to like make a phone call to this prestigious lawyer that she needs to interview tomorrow. Like, oh mm-hmm. no, here's this, you know, like here's Sarah lawyer. knocking on a door. Right. Here's it's a legal kerfuffle be... that's like blocking them from doing this interview that was scheduled for tomorrow. What will happen? You know, that sort of. So is it like the, it sounds jinxy to me. No, no, that doesn't sound jinxy to me. It sounds like a very serious version of news radio to me. (laughs) 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 It sounds like take Dave Foley and all of the funny people out of news radio. And it's like, that's so funny. Actually, if you want some like public radio dish, dish. the big public, you know, that that saucy public radio dish. Um, I was just at like the big conference that happens every year it happened this year in pittsburgh all these public radio people it's basically the people who run your local station and some of the people who run different shows and like big npr type people and all that stuff and um it was really funny because there was this one really interesting talk that i went to where uh there was a lot of chatting about millennials which made me like rethink my whole status um, because in that room, I felt like a millennial because I was definitely on the younger side. Um, yeah. But also the guy who was running the meeting, his voice, like I kept having to contain my giggles, which also made me feel like a millennial because I was like, I'm the only <laughs> one laughing. Um, and he sounded exactly like Dave Foley. He sounded so exactly like Dave Foley in the way that he spoke, in his yep. cadence, in his actual voice, like in his dry delivery of some of the things he was saying, he sounded exactly like him. And I like nudged yeah. the person next to me and I was like, he sounds like Dave Foley from news radio. And right. they were like, and, and I it was like you, somebody like, news I knew. Radio was is like the what? closest thing to what like an actual, because you know how people are like, oh, Scrubs is like the actual, like that's closest to what an actual ER is kind of like and not right. like, ER, you know, where right. it is just like Scrubs is so much more accurate. Right. Yeah. It's like we are sort of like friendly, detached, and like making jokes. <laughs> so maybe news radio. But news radio is news very radio like is um commercial news radio as opposed to public news public radio. News which, radio. Is, which is what I this show will be. News radio. I didn't watch news radio. As I'm long sorry. as it doesn't become like out. newsroom but like with Ugh. NPR people because Ugh. like it super like brain explosions. Rooms. Better not be like newsroom. Yikes. Yeah. But I, I was at a public radio conference and like public radio people, we are nerds. And um, I am one of the few sports fans. And there was literally a point where baseball legend Reggie Jackson was like five feet away from the entire group and like nobody noticed. Like I was the only one who noticed. And I was like, I'm pretty sure that's the baseball legend Reggie Jackson. <laughs> and it no was like, can. we don't know what's happening. Daisy, do you... Um just wanted to know if you were into the Mets. You're not. No, I hate the Mets. You do. You hate them. I hate it's, them. You're like, you would rather the Cubs win. I would rather the Cubs win, yes. Okay, that's nice. Anyways. The only so- time I root for the Mets is if they're playing the Red Sox. Oh, makes sense. Because that's my like hate of, of all hates. But I'm a okay. Yankees fan. So that's like, that's what you so do. So that makes you know? sense, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the Yankees gotcha. fan hates the Mets but also hates the Red Sox more. Right. I know some Yankees fans who don't hate the Mets. I don't trust people like that, but oh. that's okay that they feel that way because okay. I'm supposed to be okay with other people's opinions is what my therapist <laughs> tells me. You don't have to be. <laughs> I'm usually not. <laughs> 
Um, so I will obviously watch this documentary. I'm not going into it with uh, high expectations. Yeah, I'm curious to see what oh, sure. what it what it will actually manifest itself as. I think that's interesting. I think it'll be way better than I think because my my expectations are so low about it right now. <laughs> yeah, really low expectations are kind of the key to like really enjoying most things. That's true. I usually have high expectations of everything, so I'm pretty much always sad. No, it's just disappointed. <laughs> like, this is going to be amazing, and then it, it's no, but not amazing. That's actually like a really good point about about season two of Serial. Correct. Mm-hmm. Like you were saying that Sarah Koenig was all, um, I wish I could just be alone in my basement, and I wish there was no expectations. And you know, just to clarify, like for anybody who maybe didn't hear that quote, that was something she said in a talk at BAM was that she was like, oh, yeah. I kind of wish that we weren't going to have all this attention and people weren't so curious about what we're doing next season. And there was this whole news that came out about what people are saying. Um, I think it was hilariously Maxim Magazine yes. that broke the oh, story. Yeah. God. It was like, oh, it was, what was it that? was Maxim was the one that broke the story that right. they were at the hearing for the soldier guy. And soldier but, guy, like, season two. <laughs> but, but, um, <laughs> I think it's hilarious that oh, soldier guy. Oh, that's a song. <laughs> Is it? I mean, there's got to be a song called Soldier Guy, oh. but well, I'm thinking I'm of Soldier Boy. I'm thinking Soldier Boy. Oh, oh you're thinking of, oh, you're thinking that, of Soldier Boy. That's not even that's song. not even a song. Next time I say something's fabulous, I'm gonna be like, I'm sorry, I just I meant fabulous. I meant fabulous. Fabulous. <laughs> Anyways, um, someone I think it was like Gawker or someone was making fun of the fact that, um. They were like, journalists, like Sarah Koenig, journalists are getting upset that other journalists are talking about the fact that they're doing their journalist job. Yeah, and it's all confusing. It's like, Sarah, you're, you're, these are people who are reporting on one of the biggest phenomenons of last year that people are still talking about. Like, obviously, they're going to cover this and you need PR. So why are you just crying about it? She's like, let yeah. me do my job. Like, you're a public figure now. I know that's the thing. You are a public figure now, right? I mean, that part is always so tricky because, I I mean, I think most public radio people don't go into it for that kind of attention, you know? And and those, and those names that do reach a certain level are, are rare. Um, but, I mean, I get – I do – get as a as a fellow journalist I like get how it would be hard to do your job if people were just asking you like what, what's your right. story the whole time but at the same time like you know they basically what Maxim came out and said was that they were at the the trial and um you know I, I mean I personally don't know I I personally speculate that that wouldn't even necessarily be season two one thing that Serial has been really consistent about saying is that they are recording and reporting um, and producing seasons two and three concurrently that they're doing them at the same time. So like for me, as much as that was interesting to find out they were there, that could totally be for season three. And we still have no idea what season two is going to be. It might not be. And the thing is too, even if it ends up being the second um, season, like I'm also still a little loathe to like start uh, like speculating too much on it because I, at the minute they said that that was what the what it could be the more i was like i don't want to know anything about that case then because i want to kind of go into season two with like clean ears so i'm like torn even like describing it right now because i'm like oh i want to like 
make sure it's clear what we're talking about. But I also like purposely didn't look it up too much yeah. because I was afraid Although of finding out too much. my understanding is that it's like, it's actually, you know, my understanding is that it's already, a, it's already a very public case. So it's a huge, it's a huge, huge case. It's just like one that I wasn't actively following. So exactly. I was kind of like, either. Yeah, me oh, either. I don't want to, now I'm like, I don't want to look anything up because I'm afraid of like knowing too much. You know what? My right. friend made a very interesting point and it was that the exciting thing about the first season of Serial is that it was this anonymous case. Correct. It was something it that was nobody gripping. knew about. And yeah. And it, w- it never would have gotten a national attention or the time of day outside of maybe when it all was just going down in, in this day and age of media, I guess, you know? Mm-hmm. And she's like, that's what I liked about it. But in this case, it's, it's ongoing. I mean, yes, Adnan's appeals and everything are ongoing and now there's so much movement. But when Sarah went into it, there was nothing happening, really. I mean, yes, there were those appeals, but... Well, Rabia. He, Rabia he had, was, like, working her butt off, but she wasn't yeah, getting that Yeah, it was just far. Rabia. And now, like, our national security is on the case. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's very, very, very public in that regard. So it's not going to have the same kind of feel of Serial 1. It right. just can't. And. And maybe that's intentional because they can do whatever they right. want. It's their show. I think show. it is. I think they, they really are thinking like, find... let's spread it out because we don't want to be defined by this one thing. I think they were very much like, hey, like we decided to pick up this story because it, we happened upon it and it ended up being really interesting and it ended up having a lot of legs. But at the same time, they never expected it to pick up. You know, I don't think they ever expected it to like outperform this American life you know like it was like here's a side project and it ended up being a thing where like even people who don't listen to this American life were like have you heard of Serial do you know what a podcast is like it just changed the whole thing and so I feel like on their end I I think they're really smart people and I think their storytelling skills are largely unparalleled um, in terms of the people that work on that show and Ira Glass's overall like talents and the things that he's taught the people that he works with and you know, I I would not be surprised if they were like very purposely like, let's go in the complete opposite direction so that nobody gets to define what the show is except for us. Right. Which, yeah, you know, honestly, to, to like, in my opinion, I think that's so risky. Um, I mm-hmm. mean, it's smart, but it's so risky because, oh, yeah. you know, I mean, I think that probably like what Dipti said is probably a lot of people's perceptions, right? Is that like, yeah, great. Like go and like find this case that's been sitting on the bookshelf, like gathering dust and like, let's reopen it if it's super interesting. But to grab a case that's already one that's like ongoing two that's like already in the public eye. Not to say that it I mean, who knows what will happen, but it's just such a risky thing that I really hope that. Yeah, I hope that it I kind of hope for their sake it pays off and our sake too. Cause like, this is like our little baby bread and butter. I know. Like, you know what though? I, what if I, this becomes I mean, like true detective season two and it like oh shits no. the bed and we're oh. all fucked. It would be horrible. You know? too. You we know did what, get though? some emails from people that agreed with us about how terrible. We did. True detective we did. Season That's because two everyone thought that. Shout that. out to y'all. Yeah. Um, you guys though, I, I'm, while I, I can see your points that they were like, let's just do something totally different, which I think that they had in mind for a while. 
if they don't want expectations put upon them, I know they just say that so like you don't get your hopes too high a little bit. It's like downplaying yourself, which I am a master of doing. Um, so people expect nothing from me. But I that is a lot of like people are so into like they're policy nerds, national security nerds, there's just like foreign policy nerds. There's like I mean, they go deep into this stuff and you're going to have all these people who are reading all these smart articles about everything that's going on and this person happens to know this information and it's all so much I wouldn't want the responsibility of telling that story but I don't think that they would take that one on unless they thought they had something else to add because the one thing I will also add again as a journalist is like I see the same stories covered the same way by multiple outlets like so like like there is constant talk within the world of journalism like if I go to conferences or if I go to a a school that's having a talk and if I'm invited to be a speaker or if I'm invited to just like go be part of you know some larger day-long event where we're talking about journalism or something like one thing that everybody constantly brings up is this idea that like there's a very there is a herd mentality in journalism and people will chase the same stories and they will like see the way other people are covering it and they'll be like oh right that's the angle and the best stuff obviously happens when that's not what you do um which is why you have some people that are just like unbelievable amazing talents like people like michael lewis and things like that but um but I don't think that these people would do it if they didn't feel like they're one. They must have access to something or someone they that isn't to. really talking to some other people for them to be doing it. And two, I feel like, yeah, they, they must be taking either like a much more personal approach or something that they feel like is very different than the other coverage that's going on. That has to be the well, case, because it, I just. If you don't want pressure, I'm not saying they want no pressure. Again, they're downplaying it a bit. But, like, that is just, you got to know your stuff. You know, like, I one thing that I hate doing is I hate getting into an argument with a Fox News watching Republican. Because you know how well-informed they are? And sometimes I'm like, I don't know enough about that topic. And I know this is what I know. And I can only go so far. And there's just some... Well, what do you mean by well-informed, though? Oh, well, I only ask because most studies that have been done have shown that they've generally oh, been God, misinformed. It's just, yeah, yes, but they go on and on and on with their points, and it's infuriating and frustrating, and they just think that quantity They're of like garbage misinformed, but they're quality. armed with, like... Armed. Like misinformation. They're as armed much with information as possible. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and they just shut you up and don't let you talk. And um, it's it's just, it's infuriating. I, that's yeah. why I won't talk about politics anymore. I get, I go in waves with politics. I'm like, a, I mean, I will take notes and notes. I used to read Foreign Policy Magazine and take like th- three lines of notes <laughs> per line. I mean, if, they, if you your Foreign notes. Policy Magazine notes look <sighs> anything like your serial uh, notes, then it does not surprise me at all. You, you probably asked- had... Multiple colored pens and various yes. colored highlighters. <laughs> I was memorizing state leaders. I was, I would like quiz. I and mean, this was just so like for fun. Like I was just informed. <laughs> this I mean, is what you were doing. Why didn't you start a podcast where you broke down? Well, this was policy too, for people. When I, when I started doing that level of like 
serial killer level shit. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> they, uh, podcasts were just beginning. That was like, that would have been a great time to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I was listening to a lost podcast then. Yeah, and you would have listening... been like Sarah Ira Terry level, but yeah. you didn't you been do on it Marin soon enough. Level. It would have been like Dipti who explains yeah. her policy. Yeah. Dipti in her kitchen. Yeah. I would what have like tons of newspapers policy? and like magazines around me and I would take like these tiny notes and then and then make sure I memorize all the leaders. And again, there was Ricky Gervais's podcast. I listened to like two or three lost podcasts. And that was really That's it. That was all that was out. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I go in and out of that. Right now I'm not so in that. But uh I was armed with information, you know, like I would just want to shoot anyone down. I was annoying, you know? And there are people like that. And this is such a big deal that But I mean, it's... some people were like that on this case too. I mean, you know, like we yeah. think of the Reddit threads that we looked at. And yeah. Part of me actually, as yeah. you were saying that, made me wonder like, is part of the reason that they did it because they felt bad about dragging otherwise private people into the spotlight. That that's which actually is a definitely really a side effect. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think that's actually a really because, good point. Yeah, because these people that are involved in this case that everyone's saying you know could be season two um are it's already it is out there like you know i don't know how much it could change their lives yeah yeah because again even when we we were it's not like we were huge fans of jay but like when we were hearing that like people were like following going to his house we were like oh that's terrible you know like like that is terrible that i i don't want his wife or like his child or something like harassed by any means like at all but yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah. that's that's why I think, um, I mean, Serial did raise a lot, and we talked about it a lot, just ethical boundaries of journalism. Yeah. And what is journalism, and or is it entertainment and that whole thing? You know? I don't, it's journalism. <laughs> but oh, Daisy like hated the term journotainment. Journotainment. But, sorry, dude. But, um, Still yeah, journalism. Sorry. Yeah, but, um, I don't know. It's because I don't, trust your definition of journalism journalism is much broader than hard news it's not hard news it's definitely not hard news but it is journalism yeah but but then by that account then we're talking about like fluff pieces as being sort of journalism and i don't know that i yeah i don't know that i buy that as journalism they're not hard news but they're journalism is storytelling journalism if it's about journalism uses storytelling as a tool storytelling is in and of itself a very broad term. Well, I think that lines were blurred and it raised a lot of interesting discussions. And I think that next season, I feel like half of what we're going to talk about is not necessarily going to be substantive, but the nature around whatever they're covering. It's going to be because the thing about first season was about, it wasn't all about it, but privacy and I yeah. bet next season is going to raise some other sort of ethical concern. Who knows what it'll be around? Maybe it'll be more, a little bit more around journalism. Maybe it'll be. I yeah, still think it's going to be some other thing is going to be season two. I, I don't think the soldier thing will be season season two. If they said all really just because they said that they were going to be doing the most like reporting the them time. and doing the background at the same time. I just feel like. I just would be shocked if that was season two. I feel like it's going to be some other thing. Like Maxim needs to be sending people 
to all kinds of other places <laughs> right, to Max be figuring out what Sarah Kane Maxim, is up to. Dude, you guys, Maxim was the <laughs> red herring. Freaking. They're saying yeah. that's what it is. That is not what it is. Because this is their potential Maxim. moment, guys. TMZ broke the Michael Jackson death, and now Maxim is trying yeah. to, like, elevate themselves by breaking what cereal is going to be. Hysterical. Why were they at that hearing? Thing. Why was Maxim at that hearing? Because they Sarah were not at that is, like, the top 100 sexiest women alive. <laughs> Either that or, like, some She's... other person who happens to know a person at Maxim, and that was, like, the main, like, outlet that they had a connection to. Right. Like, God, sent but... a text to a friend and was like, I met this, and Sarah Koenig is here. By the way, like, send By me an way. extra uh, issue of the June issue because <laughs> right. it was hot. Yeah. Like, it's like... Although I kind of you know... really do hope that they do, like, top 20 sexiest women in radio or something. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. There is a, um, there is a, a blog that's, like, a Tumblr that's like uh like i forget what it's called it's like hotties of npr or something right you know what i actually i do think that we're getting the facts a little wrong i don't think that maxim was actually at the hearing it's like someone someone did just tell someone at maxim and maxim right yeah 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 that's what they Um, said like she has been she was seen at she was seen at yeah Yeah. actually Suze, colin robs we would like for you to get on that case yeah, Find can out. you guys get on, get the, on case the case about figuring what out the how Maxim is going to be? How did Maxim break that, that story? And how is Maxim there? You can. That takes priority over my Tame Impala Craigslist scam. <laughs> She's already. Over I'm gonna. It. I'm gonna keep coming up with stuff for you guys to investigate. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Because you'd be the best. You would be the best at it. I think that Susan would be able to figure out that it was actually like an intern who was a second cousin of somebody involved in that yeah. case yep. happened to be there while they were visiting um, their extended family on their off time. And um, they saw Sarah Koenig there and then they sent an email to their direct supervisor and was like, I saw Sarah Koenig here. This is news. Also, <laughs> can I have a full time job? And like that was the play that and was I also made. also work there. Yeah, and, and Susan then that be able person, to break it all down. That person didn't write back, so she found out who their aunt was because then she got in touch with them, they got in touch with the boss, and then eventually after a week she got it. It just all spread. And then and then yeah. also that person never got paid for that information. Oh no. People are never getting no. paid for their work. That's true. That's what um, I'm spe- I'm just speculating that somebody was not paid based on the current state of low level <laughs> journalism. <laughs> Why don't they try to crack the case of the JFK assassination? Oh, my God. Wait, can Undisclosed That's do like that? That's like Serial Season 5. Uh, oh, no, no, I'm talking about Undisclosed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I think they'll do a better Susan job than like, Sarah Koenig. Yeah, I just want to hear Susan being like, back and to the left. Back, back and to the left. The left. <laughs> over and over again. I was just in Dallas for two days for a video shoot, and I was like, what I don't have any time to like sightsee like I wonder if I'm near anything famous and I like turned around and I saw something that looked familiar from like historical photographs and I realized I was like a block from where JFK was assassinated so I had about five minutes of taking selfies of just myself in a downtown area wait (laughs) Daisy that might you know how there was this whole thing about millennials taking selfies at the 9-11 memorial like inappropriate selfies oh right we were taking selfies where our former president of the united states was 
Shocking. People take a bunch of selfies <laughs> at like Arlington National Cemetery. It's, I mean, that's true. we're take we're like living mm. in a time where taking we're pictures of yours, yeah. I mean, it's like, not nearly as distasteful as like taking selfies in a former concentration camp. Oh god! But I guarantee. I also people did do not it. look for like. Uh, yeah, I also didn't look for the sixth floor book depository window or the grassy mm. knoll to like have in the background. I actually tried to keep in the background just general like downtown Dallas. Oh, yeah. I figured you were at the grassy knoll. No. You know what was great though? Google has a map that just outlines the route that the president took that day. Wow. Oof. Which was exactly, of course they did. Like, of course Google would have just like a map of downtown Dallas with a giant blue line. That shows exactly where his motorcade began. This and is ended. where it ended. It was so weird, Ugh. but of course guys, they did. How do we not know the answer to everything in the world? Google hasn't gotten all the information yet, but when they do, we will know the answer to everything, everything. in the world. There should be no mysteries anymore, especially with Reddit. Jesus, there should yeah. be no mysteries left in this world. No, you got to tell that to the ancient aliens guy. Because he has all the answers to everything. And it's that they were aliens. That's true. I believe that. And you have to believe him because his hair is so amazing and great. <laughs> I'll send you a picture, Dip, because I don't think you know who this guy is. I don't no. know his name. But Daisy knows who he is because she's laughing about it. <laughs> I'll send you a picture he's, of this guy. He's like crazy. Good. He's crazy looking. He's an ancient. He's called Ancient Alien. He's, on, he's a host of a show. He's the host of a show. I think he's uh, he's on. I don't. Yeah, I think he's the host of the show, but the show is called is Ancient Aliens, and it's like yeah. on the History yeah. Channel because the history. That's what the History Channel does. The now. History Channel. It used no to do Hitler history. all the time, and now it does aliens all the time. So. Yeah. Ooh, that's a big shift. It's a very big shift. Oh, I would like to know. Uh, you know what? I'm more into ghost stories than alien stories. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Solid. I don't know about paranormal I, activity. Actually, I would like to ask our listeners for some reason in the past couple weeks i've been craving like juicy real ghost stories are you serious and i know i can just google it but that's too much it's too much stuff you don't I think that has like, anything to do with the fact that it's near it's halloween? halloween you're just seeing pumpkins and you're being triggered in a pavlovian manner i think like, yeah yeah, yeah. Like, no, i want some I do spooky think stories in my life <laughs> it's definitely a Pavlovian response to Halloween stuff coming up, but I've been like really craving it. My and show I is really... doing a whole episode about ghost stories. I had a whole meeting about ghost stories today. Oh my God, I can't wait. Yeah, I had a whole, whole meeting just vetting ghost stories. I was going to nice. email a bunch of people or put out a little Facebook thing being like, anybody got any ghost stories? And oh, then I realized, that would be amazing. don't do that. I Honestly, mean, if listeners sent us ghost stories, I would be all about it. Yeah. It would be yeah. like bonus underscore like A, B. Links, like, like links to crazy, crazy ghost stories. Oh, you know what I really want now? I want Susan to look into all of the urban legends. Ooh. And <laughs> and genius. All of them. That is what I want now. Yeah. <laughs> I like, now I, tr I truly... I'm craving. I would listen to that I all the time. I would listen to that podcast all the time. I would. I want that to be a thing. You guys, I, I did not like, know that ghosts were such a thing with you guys. I'm not even into ghosts. I just want Susan mm -hmm. to break down, like, this is why uh, the story of the hitchhiker exists. And I want her to be like, yeah. oh, this yeah. is how it came to be. 
and there was a um, a dirty detective on the case, and he planted a claw <laughs> in a car. Right. And here's the case like, about the last time he also did something yes. dirty. Before that, that's what I want. And the yeah, fact like that I... his dad, who's also a detective, also did something dirty, and here is his case story. Yes, right. that is it. So it that's is hereditary, and it is there. <laughs> Oh, I, uh, that would be very, very interesting. Uh, we have three ideas for you now, Undisclosed. I know that you are asking for suggestions, and yeah. we've given you a few. Yeah. You know what I realized? I actually said this last night um, to to somebody. I was like, oh, you know what I just realized? Like, all in that one moment was like, I don't like vampires. And I don't mean that in the sense of like, oh, there was Twilight. There were all these things. Vampires overblown. Like, I just realized like, Oh, if I think back even to childhood, like, I just have zero interest in vampires. You didn't like the Lost Boys? I always... I, I, you okay, didn't I like found Count Kiefer Sutherland Chocula weirdly attractive, Count but I don't care. a vampire, care. right? <laughs> what about Count Chocula? I was all about Booberry. That's fair. Booberry is a delicious <laughs> flavor. Or Count Chocula, quite frankly, is my or, least favorite. Know. It goes yeah. Frankenberry, Booberry, Count Chocula. Count Chocula. Yeah. No, I just really, yeah, The Lost Boys, even when I was young, well, first of all, I remember going to the movie theater thinking I was going to go see the movie The Lost Boys, and mm-hmm. at the last minute, my family pulled a switcheroo, and my grandfather took me to see the movie Back to the Beach with Annette Funicello and Frankie Avalon. <laughs> um, I'm so sorry. Uh, I still enjoy that movie to this day, so it worked out in my favor, because apparently I prefer 50s beach movie icons mm-hmm. to vampires on any level. I- I the Lost Boys is one of my favorite movies of all time. I love Kiefer Sutherland in a weird like, way. I can listen to even that but like, I don't... saxophone song. <laughs> and with you the guy hate in the muscle music. shirt. I hate saxophone music. She hates saxophones music. music. I love Just violins hustling. and music though. But anyways, uh you know, my sister was always into vampire stories growing mm-hmm. up. Like she was reading all like interview with the vampire and Salem's lot and like all that stuff and she always she got me into the folklore of vampires Mm -hmm. so I will never fully hate it but now it's it's too much like I I'm not into vampires because of the saturation because they become a this I can't believe I'm saying this they become a joke um I don't really think vampires Vampires are like such a joke (laughs) no but like that's what I mean that's what was surprising to me about the realization last night was that I have watched interview with a vampire and I've watched the lost boys like honestly the thing that I like most about um the lost boys is looking at young Kiefer I have a thing for young Kiefer Sutherland I don't as one should as one should young Kiefer Sutherland all about it all of a sudden just out of nowhere last night I I just realized that's why it was I was just tepid Guys, I'm not into any of that stuff. I yeah. don't. You're not think. into ghosts at all. I, I can see that. You're so. skeptical of How do you everything. feel about the movie Ghost? Like, no, just the singular movie. Patrick Swayze film Ghost. No, I mean I like the Whoopi. Like I like the Whoopi Goldberg part of it. Wait, yeah. Layla, did you not like The Sixth Sense? No, oh, I did not don't. like The Sixth Sense. Did you know at all? the twist no. ending before? Um, I, like I remember that the twist ending made me very, very angry. <laughs> I thought I loved that movie. Yeah, I remember just being bored throughout, and then oh the twist God. ending happened, and I was like, mostly when I saw that movie, I was like, "That's Donnie Wahlberg." Right. I like, like early getting and then like later movie again. bamboozled if it's like a good movie bamboozled, but not when it's just like, "Just kidding, it was all fake." Roll credits. Like, I. Then how do you feel about all of M Night so Shyamalan's angry. movies? 
Um, I hate that. every single one of them. I of legitimately what, M Night Shyamalan movies. Yeah, I legitimately hate all the, of them. He had one good movie, The Sixth Sense. Me and my friends saw uh, Signs. We had Signs oh, yeah. was it. abysmal. I mean, none it of that. Was, made, just, we okay. were laughing our heads off. I can't. You guys, with signs. it was hilarious. The thing is, I love The Happening. But like, not in a way where I think it's good. I just, I, it's so absurdly bad to me. Because to me, like, I'm not someone who would ever really watch Sharknado because they're, like, trying to be kitschy and bad. Right. And that yeah, isn't interesting to me. That. What's interesting to me is, like, a, a failed attempt. You know, like, like an idea that just doesn't end up working. Right. And like something like the, the room is okay, but Sharknado when it's on purpose, right. not as great. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. that's like, but like the happening was like, he really, M. Night Shyamalan like really thought he was like getting a message in and then like, spoiler alert, it's all supposed to be like, it's the trees. But then my favorite part of that is that like, it's well, not really, like it's kind of the wind. Like it's like, <laughs> what? like this movie is like crazy. And also like Mark Wahlberg is the least believable teacher of all time and like every interaction in that movie is bizarro and it's so wonderful to watch like that's a movie i show people so you you enjoy uh genuine attempts that just yes genuine attempts that apart. fail are that like fail. so interesting to me yeah so good yeah. but that I mean, intention they, gone bad to me is like one of the most entertaining yeah. things. i can't i can't watch a and even if it's either. slightly self-aware i mean daisy we've talked about empire you know, I mean, oh. I think that's a show that like, I don't think it thinks it's funny, but I think it also realizes its kitschy factor. I think it's aware of a lot of aspects of itself. I think it's just not trying to fit into one box, which I appreciate about it sure. a lot. Yeah. You know, like they are like, some of this is kitschy, some of it's this, some of it's that, you know, but there is a lot of humor on that show right. on purpose. Yeah, exactly. Because it's very like soap opera e, which kind of yeah. lends itself to that sort of which oh, it's oh, so, man, this season it's so has been getting over the top. everyone that's amazing is in this season i'm behind i'm uh, way behind uh, i've been traveling too much i haven't even slept in my own bed in like quite honestly six i feel weeks. like i feel like you just need to see like the list of guest stars in just like the three episodes that the season has had so far and just be like i saw chris rock and that was wonderful yeah chris rock was there pitbull I saw was Marissa in the Tomei. last episode and i lost my shit you i saw a poster when pitbull. pitbull came on yeah i did i got really excited are you a pitbull fan uh yeah i just admitted it like two seconds yeah. ago yeah she did but i mean did you know <laughs> he's on a you delay were a pitbull fan before yeah like did, did it strike you on. that you were a pitbull fan the way it struck me that i was in fact indifferent to vampires like was right. it like that moment of realization for you is that your epiphany Layla that you were um, like oh yes I actually like I will say that um I mean I always thought his music was sort of like popcorn music to me it's not like oh my god a- amazing latin pop music but I think it's fun People it's gets the party started. it gets like, a party started it's totally like now that's what I call music music yeah and I knows think that how that's to, okay how to work a crowd and he knows that I feel like every time I see him in an interview, I'm like, this guy could charm the pants off of he anyone. He is incredibly charming human being. Incredibly <laughs> fucking charming. I'm like, just run for president. Just do it. Just Pitbull because is you like, would win. You would here's win. the thing. Pitbull had last year on New Year's Eve, and I've never, like, like, this doesn't happen. Like, this was, like, massive Latino news in general. But, like, there was, like, uh, the Dick Clark Rock and Eve show that now Ryan Seacrest hosts. 
There was like, you know, the other major networks were doing their thing. And then Pitbull had a New Year's Eve show. Right. Like Pitbull himself was just hosting a New Year's Eve show on a major network. That's right. That's bananas. Yeah. I actually took a picture of a poster. Uh, Pitbull is headlining a concert that has like a bunch of different acts in it. Pitbull is at the center of the poster. And then all the different acts are behind him in various versions of like half profile and like three quarter profile and stuff but pitbull's in the center and he's backlit and it's like he's glowing like jesus <laughs> and i looked at it and i went yeah that's right that's like yep that's about that right that sense. is how you present that like yeah. that makes sense to me yeah. that is what is that's meant true. to be that's this true. is the most i've ever heard about pitbull in my life oh my god yeah i mean really yeah. you're just like by saying that like i get it but also like you're just you're letting kind of the world know out. where you don't spend time. You know what I mean? Um, like what? Pitbull is huge. Like you're like you're just letting people know like where you don't spend time. Because Pitbull is bizarrely I know, huge. I know that Pitbull's huge. I just don't I think I only know of one Pitbull song. What's a famous Pitbull song? I have no idea. <laughs> That's the thing. I don't know the titles of the songs either. I know he but had I, like, like I know Kaya Ocho is one. Kaya Ocho. Didn't he do like a mashup with like some pop star. Pitbull has been huge. featured in oh, like you're almost talking about that every Timber song. song. Which you're song? talking about Timber. Timber. Him that's and Kesha. All I know. Did right. Timber. Kesha. Right. A song that's like, a genre even a hard of question any to kind. ask, Dip, because the truth of the matter is that like Pitbull gets featured on like every song. Pitbull is wherever Pitbull wants to be. Do you know be. the only reason <laughs> I Pitbull know Timber is omnipresent? He just shows He's up. He's Mr. Worldwide. His name is Mr. Worldwide. He's Mr. Worldwide. I don't think that I would have even known Timber if it wasn't for when I would um, work at UCB on Saturday nights that Grandma's Ashes would come out to Timber. And then Somebody finally, came out to that song. It's a terrible song. <laughs> every every Saturday. And I was like, what is this freaking song? I left and that finally, job just in time. And that's how I learned who Pitbull even was. Oh, that's, that was your Pitbull exposure. And that's my that's my entire Pitbull experience. Yeah. I mean, the thing about Pitbull is I once read an amazing interview with Pitbull when he t where he talked about, like, the poetry that his father made him memorize because he, like, wanted him to work on some aspect of himself. Like, there are there are depths to Pitbull that are not clear <laughs> in a song like Timber, which, again, defies any kind of genre. Like, that song literally belongs to no genre. And, of course, that's the song I know. And that's the one, you know, it's like it's like a pop woman and, like, a guy who's kind of a rapper but not really made a song that sounds a little bit country and it's played on, like, all the dance stations. See, like, nothing me, about that song makes sense. So great. To me, he's just a big rapper because of that song. I don't know. I mean. But, if like, we... most people who listen to, like, rap do not consider him a rapper. I don't know who he is, guys. I don't know Pitbull. You have to, We're gonna get, have to, to get know you Pitbull. Pitbull. Dip, you have to, that's, we have to give you a Pitbull primer. Here's the thing. Pitbull is going to be vice president of the United States one day, Dipti. And you need to get on board and figure yeah. out he who be, he is now. Will he be Kanye's running mate? No, he will be. He's way, he's like so, he's so much more mainstream than that. Like he will like. You guys, this is not where I thought our conversation would end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't I mean, know that we can really guys, top Pitbull. I think we kind of have to wrap it up. This episode will probably end with a Pitbull song. <laughs> it's going <laughs> to end with a we Pitbull were like, song. What if we should like find something that's not Pitbull, but is Pitbull. Like, <laughs> well, it should just be Timber. 
It's just I'm like gonna, a pit bull I'm gonna just say right now, that does not have pit It's not going to be timber, Dipti. Come on. That is so on the nose. Like, we are going to go. I'm going to go into pit bull deep cuts. I'm going to email deep people cuts. in Miami, and I'm going to be like, give me no a fun. really obscure. That's that's where the fun is. Like a super obscure like, pit bull gonna, song. Yeah, because otherwise, like, if we just play timber, it's like, obviously. I think, I think it should be Unchained Melody. <laughs> that would be it should just be a song a with saxophones in it because Dipti know, hates saxophones. The problem with that song is it starts with singing right away. It starts with lyrics immediately. It well, literally no, starts, oh, the, my darling. The saxophone song from Lost Boys I can listen to to this day. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna find a pit, pit bull deep cut. God, if you can find a pit bull song where he is sampling that saxophone music from <laughs> that would be, Lost that has Boys, to exist. that would Pitbull be the definitely ultimate. definitely did that. That would be yeah. the ultimate yeah. merger. Pitbull yeah. defies all genres. So, of course, he totally took the saxophone song from The Lost yeah. Boys and made. Yeah. Right, guys, we're we're seriously never going to top Pitbull and Empire. So I feel like yeah. we should just wrap right. up. <laughs> or, or get worse yeah. and lower than that. <laughs> yeah. Well, guys, let's um let's give out people the uh, let's give out to people the usual information. We would love to hear from you on Twitter if you're a fan of Empire, or <laughs> please uh, write to if us you about want to speculate about season two of Serial or Pitbull. Or if Pitbull. you want to give us your thoughts on Pitbull, we'd love to hear them. Or no matter ghost what, story. ghost stories. <laughs> if you have a ghost Send story, it to your ghost stories. Submit a ghost story to us in 140 <laughs> characters or less. Um, but we would love to hear from you. And that you can tweet us at Serial Obsessed Pod. You know, singular. I explain this every time. But it's S-E-R-I-A-L-O-B-S-E-S-S-P-O-D. So Serial Obsessed Pod as opposed to like past tense like our show title um, and the adverb. And then you can hit us up on Gmail at Serially Obsessed Pod. Serially Obsessed Pod. So basically our show name plus pod. Uh, at gmail.com and yeah send ghost stories we want them you can also do like i'm not i'm not even gonna lie if you send if you like recorded a voice memo on your phone of you doing a ghost story and email it to me i would listen to that yay yeah and you know what you can just if you just like read a good ghost story somewhere not a whole book i don't got no time i got my own book. <laughs> you could just pick up don't a copy <laughs> of scary stories to tell in the dark <gasps> okay. and just record yourself reading one of the stories yeah and just send like it a, to dipti she like would be a so link happy. a link to Dip, like i might actually really i i might books. actually do that i think i think i still i feel like you're book. gonna get links to like like ghost story erotica that's what i feel Ooh, like you're gonna get oh, asking oh, oh no please yeah. don't send that me sounds that. terrible sounds really bad yeah it just right, be, well, yeah, interesting. <laughs> um, if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can. I'm at totes1dy, which is T-O-T-E-S-W-O-N-D-Y. That means, like, totally wonderful. It does. It's <laughs> it's, it's shorts for totes1dy. Uh, no, and yeah. I'm uh, at it's DMR. Those are my initials, Jay-Z Marie Rosario. But it's I-T-S-D-M-R, like, hey, it's me. Uh, and you can follow me there on Twitter as well. You want to throw yours out later? Guys, I have a Twitter, but I don't tweet. So if you just want to see like an empty, she just tweets through the main. Yeah, yeah. It's at Cheese Report, and it, there might be an underscore in it. I don't even know. <laughs> She's not even I'm sure. I'm not even sure. I don't remember. <laughs> hey, that's cool. Yeah. Um, but thank you guys so much for listening. And you know, hey, we talked a little bit about season two of Serial. And just to be clear, like when season two of Serial starts up again, our show will go back to being a weekly show that covers all of the episodes of that show. We are waiting for them we'll to talk announce about- it. 
We'll talk about the episodes. Yeah, we'll talk like, about the episodes as we did for season one. Yeah. Hey, but like you, we're waiting for them to formally announce kind of when it's starting. So still doing exactly. episodes, you know, as we feel like information comes up and we've got stuff to chat about. And we're so happy that you still listen and we love you guys. Please hit us up on Twitter or send us an email, especially if you have ghost stories. Dipti does really want them. <laughs> uh, and yeah. otherwise, we will get back with you guys soon. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. Miss Worldwide. Jamal, let's show them how to get off the chain, off the glass, off the flip, off the rib, let's ride. All we want is a party, have some shots with somebody, take the